Hey, ladies and gentlemen, hope you guys are having a great day today, and welcome back to the Liberty Informant, where we read articles from the American Institute for Economic Research, the Foundation for Economic Education, and the Mises Institute, and many, many more other publications. If you love what I'm doing here, you're really enjoying the content, you're getting a lot of value out of it, then head over to my support page. I'll post the link in the description below and make sure to subscribe to the Matthew Spazitti Elite Group where you will also get access to the Liberty Informants as well and you will become a sponsor of the show. Guys, the purpose of the Liberty Informant is ultimately to provide you guys a different avenue for listening to this content. You know, there's a lot of people out there who would love to consume this content, who would love to read these articles, but unfortunately they don't have the time. So by me coming in and recording these articles and turning them into audio files, this gives you the ability to listen to the content in a different media format and will ultimately give you the ability to listen to it whenever you want. You'll be able to listen to it on your commute to and from work. You'll be able to listen to it on your lunch break and maybe even right before you go to bed. But guys, this is an incredibly important service as it gives you guys the ability to consume knowledge in a way that you wouldn't have been able to consume it otherwise. And it gives you the ability to keep up with what's going on and to be able to view all of the the things that are going on in our world through the lens of libertarianism and Austrian economics. But it also gives you ability to keep up with and maintain your education in Austrian economics and libertarianism and a whole host of other things. It's really, really great stuff. It's absolutely amazing. So if you guys are interested, then head over to my support page. Again, I will post the link in the description below. It will say, join the Matthew Spazitti Elite Group and gain access to the Liberty informant or something of that nature. Before we get started, I wanted to go ahead and do a quick disclaimer that the views that are expressed in this article by its author at the Mises Institute are not necessarily the views that are shared by Matthew Spazitti and the Liberty Informant. Okay, let's go ahead and hop into the article. Today's article was posted at the Mises Institute by Christopher Mouston Hansen on January 27th, 2021, and the title, Clown World Finance. The recent blow-up of GameStop shares has revealed, if anyone was still doubting, that the center of clown world is not Washington, D.C., nor Silicon Valley, but Wall Street. To be clear, this is not meant to refer to the gallant band of Redditors from Wall Street Bets. Those few, those happy few, that band of brothers who, as of this writing, may very well be poised to force several hedge funds into bankruptcy. Rather, the clowns are those hedge funds and all those other institutional investors who have been propped up by central bank intervention for decades while congratulating themselves that their seven-figure earnings were all due to their own financial brilliance. What happened? The story of what happened so far is briefly told. It was revealed that GameStop was one of the most shorted shares in Wall Street, with the fund Melvin Capital taking the lead in shorting it. While this may or may not be a sound position based on market fundamentals, I have not investigated and think it's a mug's game to waste time on fundamentals these days. People did not take kindly to the revelation. Specifically, Redditors at the subreddit WallStreetBets saw that the short sellers were vulnerable, and they organized a campaign to drive them into the ground. Suddenly, retail investors flooded the market, bought up shares, and drove GameStop shares, which had been trading below $20, into the stratosphere topping $365 Wednesday morning, January 27th. Melvin Capital suffered huge losses, up to 30%, and had to be saved by an infusion of $2.75 billion Tuesday afternoon. That's not the whole story, though. In a sane market where market fundamentals actually determine prices, this would not have happened. Short selling would simply be a way of quickly and efficiently determining the market price of stocks, and there would be no special profit to be had from this practice beyond the arbitrage gain in the case that short sellers were correct. Similarly, investors angry at the short sellers could not have driven stock prices sky high in defiance of reality. Both practices are only possible in a market flooded with ever-increasing amounts of new money freshly printed by the Federal Reserve. 
For decades, the central banks of the world, chief among them the U.S. Federal Reserve, have had really only one mission. Interest rates cannot ever be allowed to rise, and everything must be done to prevent even the mildest of corrections in financial markets. They were able to get away with it clandestinely, so to speak. Who now remembers the good old boys of the Greenspan put? But after the financial crisis of 08, they had to come out into the open. Interest rates were forced lower and lower, and markets were flooded with a tsunami of credit. Stocks and bonds responded, as could be expected, by reaching new all-time highs year after year. Of course, there were always economists ready with ever more wacky theories as to why this barefaced inflationism was really sound policy dictated by the science of modern economics. But the result for anyone to see is financial markets that are completely divorced from reality and whose only purpose seems to be securing cheap funding for the U.S. government and enormous earnings for the financial elites. Then, of course, came Corona, and the government, in its wisdom, chose to destroy the economy. To placate the plebs, they offered them a few handouts, first $1,200, then $600, all financed by that incredible machine, the central bank printing press. According to Keynesian orthodoxy, this should have stimulated the economy to no end, ensuring a rapid recovery. Unfortunately, since most of the world was shut down, there were precious few opportunities for people to actually spend their money. And since the man in the street is wiser than most government-employed economists, he probably understood that an unprecedented shutdown of all society is not the best to engage in a bonanza of consumer spending. So he saved and invested his money, which thanks to the advances in modern technology, he can now do directly without going through savings banks or brokers. Yet inflation is still inflation, even if it does not show up in government statistics, and the infusion of such an ocean of liquidity naturally drove stocks, bonds, Bitcoin, and now GameStop high. The beneficiaries this time were not the banks or Wall Street investors, however, but the many retail investors who now ganged up on Melvin Capital and the other sharks of Wall Street. It is all animal spirits, or rather, it is driven by the desire of those who feel themselves shortchanged to see the high lords of finance come crashing down. This latest round of inflation gave them the means to bring about just that. Is this the end? It's impossible to tell what will happen next. Maybe the flood of liquidity is spent and Wall Street will weather the storm. Maybe the Fed will again step in with credit lines to save them, which seems most likely. Again, the prime directive of the Fed has always been to save the big shots and finance. It is possible that financial markets are now so broken, central bank officials so worried about the effects of their money printing, that nothing will be done and we are now seeing the beginning of the end of the big bubble of 1980 to 2020. However, if recent history and mainstream economic orthodoxy are any guide, the Fed will stop at literally nothing to save the markets. As Zero Hedge remarked on Twitter, what is remarkable is how many people are surprised by what is going on in the market. You throw $20 trillion stimulus at it. You nationalize the bond market. You break all links between finance and fundamentals. What do you think happens? Indeed, it would be wholly fitting in clown world. However, if the great stock market crash of 2021 were begun by day trading teenagers flush with helicopter money, thanks Uncle Milty, and with nothing else to do, forming a mob on Reddit in order to break a hedge fund. Thank you for listening, and today this article was written by Christopher Mauston Hansen, who is a research assistant at the Institute for Economic Policy at Leipzig University and a PhD candidate at the University of Angers. He is also a Mises Institute Research Fellow. Hope you guys have a great day, and I'll see you in the next one. Mm-hmm.